When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, happy Monday, but it's a special Monday. Welcome to Cocktail with Queens. It's Monday, and I'm back with my girls, Vivica A. Fox. Hey. Lisa Ray. I am here. And Selena Johnson. Hello, everyone. Everyone looking extra special and extra sparkly. We'll get to that reason in a second. But of course, we are dishing about everything trending in the news and on social media. And later on the show, we'll talk to the host a Fox Souls relationship special, Ministry, Chanel Scott, and one of the stars of VH1's Love and Hip Hop New York, Tara Wallace. Ladies, let's get into it. But before we get started, tonight is a very special uh, show because it is our Why 100th is anniversary. Yeah, yes, yes. Woo-woo. When I said anniversary, like we've been doing this for 100 years. I'm at a hundred episodes. We ain't that old. One hundred episodes. Cheers, darling. (laughs) Ladies, how does it feel to reach one hundred episodes? And people in the chat, put one hundred emojis in the chat if you are excited about this. That's what I'm talking about. This is absolutely amazing. I'm going to tell you something. I have been in the business for decades and i'm going to tell you this is the first show and i thank you from the bottom of my heart fox soul that i've gotten to 100 episodes does not allow um, a lot of african-americans to um experience this kind of celebration so thank you fox soul thank you hey all right 100 100 okay Okay, selena how do you feel 100 episodes um, I think it's awesome. It's interesting that it started from an interview and we ain't stopped interviewing since then. When you think about 100, it's like, we made it to 100 already. Like you don't think the time has passed that much, you know, and the, the amount of people that we've had and the guests and the topics that we've, you know, um, that I've, stayed abreast upon and you guys have you know told me all about and I'm just feeling real current you know what I mean like (laughs) I wouldn't have known about none of none of all the things that we talk about because I never really you know go on social media and look but now I have to and even if I don't I play it off and you you ladies you queens bring me up the part so thank you too for 100 I was about to say years too (laughs) 100 (laughs) episodes we love you thank you yes I think it's extra exciting because, you know, you know, the stereotypes about women getting along, which I think is total BS because we are the perfect example of women powering through, making it happen. We don't have to always agree or be on the same page. So what? That's what makes this show so dope and so interesting. And we're so real. Like, I think no one here gives a, you know, perfectly crafted PR friendly, safe answer. We just say what we really feel. I think that's why it's special. So ladies, in honor of our 100th episode, Let's take a look at the first of many times that Uh-oh. we went viral. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't want my body to look like oh. that. 
Because that's the body that everybody has now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's the same you know what I'm saying? Now. Like, I don't. Everyone's shaped the same now because they're all going to the doctor getting the same exact everything. But yeah. what, is, what is that going so now, to look like when you're 70, though? That part. Or even, wait a minute, for them when they get 40. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I remember that episode. And, and, and what has been y'all's yeah. fondest memory of the show so far? Oh, I absolutely remember that one because, um, I mean, you like you said, that moment definitely went viral because L. Ray kept it what? 100. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended, but <laughs> I'm telling you, people were like, oh, it, are, are, are the aunties coming like that? Like, <laughs> yeah, darling, the aunties are coming like that every Monday. So I remember it for sure. Yeah. Selena, do you have a favorite moment or fondest memory? I mean, it might not have felt like a fond memory. You know what? I loved um, Halloweens. And the first Halloween we did, super cute. Um, The very first Halloween was really, really dope. Everybody was really sharp. I think... I think Claudia did Trump. That, is that what she did? Is that what she did, Donald Trump? I was so ugly. So find that footage. Was, and, and like when we dress up, it's always fun. Like when we did Vivica, like all her characters. Oh, I love that really one. Fun. That was one of my favorite. And I really liked the one with Ice Cube. I know it was racy, but I really loved how controversial it was and how, you know, he, he, we were really talking about real issues and, and really asking real questions and talking to him. And I really liked that episode because two, I love the star power of that episode as well. I mean, what a show thanks to Lisa Ray. Um, so that was a, that was one of my favorite shows. Plus I love I think the fact of the matter is, is that every show that has gone viral has gone viral for a reason. And therefore, that reason becomes the reason that they let us know. And it's like, oh, we're doing something right because we're going viral. So all of those moments is still catchy and still memorable. And, you know, you, you, you try to push the envelope and say, well, I said something last time and it was too much for them. So maybe I need to pull back right. a little bit or whatever. You know what I mean? It, it still kind of freaks you out a little bit. You know what I mean? And, and I didn't mean it like that. And I didn't say it like that. Or did I say, you know, it keeps you all over the place. But one thing for sure is that we're honest. And that if that's how we feel and that's what we said in that moment, then that was real. I'd love to have a redo with some guests. Like, I feel like some people that didn't watch the whole episode are not familiar with how real we are. Like Ice Cube, I would love to invite him back because I think yeah. some people got a, got a, got a um, inaccurate uh, a, a assessment of what it was about. We weren't attacking him, but he's like our bro- a brother. Like, we can have those kind of conversations where it may go left, but we are all passionate about where we stood and it's never an, atta- an attack. And I don't think there's anybody on the show that we, you know, we tried to attack. Like, it's we've gotten passionate. No. Yeah, but what was so cool about that episode too, like when you sit now and look back on it, remember the time we were in too? Yeah, like was everybody was like having a time. We were inside the thick of the pandemic. Yeah. Donald Trump was still our president. And and listen, the list that he wrote, the the, the list that he wanted to talk to the government about, mm-hmm. listen, I haven't heard anybody take care of any of the, the components that were on it. Yeah, so he true. had a point. Shit. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? When you look back on it, it's like, wow, we were we were in such a, a, a 
we were in such turmoil as a country. I mean, the, yeah, the racism, crazy. the police brutality, the killings. Yep. You know, we were just trying to figure it all out. Everybody was just trying to get by at, at the end of the day, trying to find some kind of peace. And our show was I born like during shows. the pandemic. Our show was born during the pandemic. We're feeling yes. at an all-time high. We were stressed yes. out. We didn't know what work was gonna do as, a, as entertainers, as artists. You, 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 yep. Your income is cut off from the weekends. You know what I mean? Like you're not working, you're not traveling, you're not shooting movies. We had to just be in the house and be still and try not to get COVID. And some of us got it. Like it was, yeah. we, we, it was we up, and this show blew up during that time. And I think I'd like to think we helped a lot of people through it. And and you Absolutely. know what, Claudia? Fox Soul. I just want to give him a shout out. Like you said, in a time where people were losing jobs, they were employing people. Yes. And that's a that's a big deal. And they were employing African American people. That's oh, a big deal. So and that's monumental. And they were in their first year and blew and grew like they did. So shout Let out me, to our production team and Foxo and James. Yeah, and thank you guys. Let me read a few comments. Marcia, aka Marcia, said woman and excellence on my screen. Melvin Rogers says happy 100th episode. Hadijat Kubrat says congratulations on 100 episodes. Very refreshing to see women of color with different views and perspectives. Very insightful. And Alex says, y'all look so good. It makes me proud to see my Black women in unity. I'm sending positive vibes from the Virgin Islands. Ooh, I need to go to Virgin Islands. Oh, yes. Let, let Claudia, she's going to go on a vacation. I'll go tomorrow. <laughs> okay. She's going to get her ticket tomorrow. And I think that's another good thing, too. Just think of, like, when some we started traveling again after the pandemic, all of the different places that we've all, like, still mm -hmm. on Monday make sure that we yes. get here. Yeah. You know, I've been in New York. I've done it from the country, uh, from my hometown. Africa. Africa. Okay. Out of the country. Yeah. And being out of the country. And, and you have been on an island, Claudia. Somewhere, <laughs> several. Okay, islands. always. And, and to the bone. Being, mm -hmm. being out of the country and people saying I love the show has been amazing. Yes. So with that being said, without further ado, let's get into some hot topics because the people are here for it. Now, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky welcomed the sun into the world last week. And although they live in California, the streets are saying that they plan to move to Barbados to raise their child. A source told the Mirror that Rihanna loves Barbados and she loved growing up there. The source asserted that Riri wants her baby to have a normal upbringing around family and friends away from the limelight. What are your thoughts on uh, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky making this move? Selena, let's start with you. They ain't gonna do it, but okay. Um, I am. Okay. I think it's a great idea. I think it's it's awesome. I think you know. And listen, you're a new mother. You want to be around help. You want to be around Nana and the aunties mm -hmm. and TT and and cousin Riri over here and all of that. You want to be around help. And both of his, both of their families. I mean, both of them have family in Barbados. Plus, this government is the fool. Um, I'm not sure what their healthcare is over there, but it's I'm 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 best I'm betting that it's better than ours. Okay, then um, it's probably lower in crime, and yeah, nobody wants to have their baby with the camera all in their face all day long and reporting on every little thing they do. Now I hate to say it, Rihanna, and you know, but the paparazzi gonna go down to the Barbados. <laughs> They're not gonna just chill. They gonna come over and try to find you. They already saw you cleaning your fruit in the ocean. <laughs> so they are they gonna come try to find you and the babies but i do find that it's it's a good idea you know people should be able to do whatever they want to do in terms okay. of raising kids and let's just be honest america is not popping right now it's really not lisa ray what do you think about this what do you think about first of all it, you know it's a good idea you know what i mean and i get it and i get that i did not know 
have had family down there. That's good to know. I'm just excited for both of them, period, whatever that they do, because they are so cute together to me. I am so glad that she is on her A game and she didn't stop and said, I'm in love. I'm about to get married. I'm about to have a baby. I'm about to start a family and still going to make my money and be on top. I absolutely love it. Um, no, the healthcare is not the best on the island. Uh, that's why, you know, it might be free, but that's why they still come over here um, for that. The schools, school systems is not the best either. So I would see them still coming over here. Um, and it's not that easy to be going in and out of the country. You know what I mean? Even when you fly over private, you have to stop at one of the Miami, one of the hubs to clear customs. So it's not an uh, easy trip over, you know what I mean? All the time. So I can see that being a little inconvenience. Those first couple of months, absolutely. I can see that baby being around the grandmother and, and being able to put a leaf on their forehead from the forest of the jungle of wet in the backyard. You know what I mean? And, and they got a fever, right? <laughs> his toes and all of that, you know what I mean? And then when it's time to get down, we were down. They're going to come back on over here. <laughs> I, I think it's great for the, that she wants her child to grow up the way she did. And, and that's the same thing that a few people in the comments are saying. Uh, Zion's son, 10, 102. 979 says it's great. She wants her child to experience the same childhood she did. Uh, Vivica, what do you think about this? She is a billionaire, which means she can have homes in Los Angeles. Okay. She can live in Barbados. I think it's an excellent idea, like Lisa Ray said, for her to go to Barbados for, you know, the first part of the baby's life to be around. And Selena said it as well, to be around Nana and aunties and all that good stuff and kind of detach from paparazzi and everything because they've been on them. Um, so, you know, I, it's like, she's a billionaire and I think she'll probably have a home in Los Angeles, one in New York and one in Barbados. She can do whatever she likes. I'm glad they own them. Cause I'm near Ford. I want to see everything, all the outfits, the belly, oh, the belly yeah. chains, washing the fruit. Talk, show me girl where to wash the fruit. Cause maybe I didn't wash it where <laughs> I was supposed to have washed it when I was in Turks and Caicos. <laughs> show me. Hey, this y'all, does it not seem like her pregnancy went by quick? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I it guess did. we just found out, like, you know, uh, she and, she she know and they like, wow. Oh. And then they had a boy. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what he looks like. I can't wait till they have a girl because that girl going to be, oh, so cute. Something like, something I think she out. hid it though. You know, I think she might have hid it to the fifth month. I think that's yeah. Yeah. that's a smart way to do it that's so it doesn't seem like she's going through it for a long time you know again y'all both y'all all have said it she's a billionaire she has a freedom to come and go as she wants and I, I think if you can spend those formative years in a place that's a little less violent and chaotic that like as america i think that's a great thing and that i, I that's simple island living rihanna if you need a babysitter i will move my behind to my <laughs> i got i got nothing else going on in dallas i will come down there and watch your baby okay uh moving on in an exclusive interview with the uh new york post 23-year-old Isaiah Lee, who attacked Dave Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl, admitted that he was triggered by Chappelle's jokes about the LBGTQ community and homelessness during that show, but insisted he had no intentions of harming the comedian when he ran on stage with a weapon. He now pleads not guilty to four misdemeanor charges. What are your thoughts on this update, Vivica? Let's start with you. What do you think? He is absolutely full of it. Right. First of all, you came to the show with this handmade... Uh, bad gun as they say on, on the street that was a gun that uh had a knife attached to it and you all of a sudden just felt like okay i'm gonna sneak this in and i'm just waiting for that one moment and i am going to go on stage and tackle him but guess what the homies stopped you down and you won't ever try that again will you no 
And my thing is, how the hell did he get through with all that damn metal detector? Because I was uh, went to the show, and when I tell you, they was like, like, leave your phone. And I was like, I ain't got no damn phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't leaving shit. But <laughs> my thing was, they had people coming up and down the aisle constantly till I felt like something was about to go on in the show that I was in. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. How the hell he got his ass up there? Selena, now, he tried it. You tried to use that triggered... Like when Will Smith said he was triggered, mm-hmm. so that made him go up on the stage and hit Chris Rock. No, boo, that's not the same situation. And get on out of here. The LGBT community has already been dealing with and talking with in a in a very professional way. Dave Chappelle and his comments. We didn't already did that topic. We already went through that story. You tried it. You want to get your name out in these here lights because the people said that you thought you that you said that you was like a fake celebrity. That's why you had that weapon on you because you said you was somewhat of a celebrity. That's what the article has said. So you brought that weapon in and you wanted to get your name in lights. But not only did you get your name in lights, they took your arm off and put it back on. And so <laughs> you got twisted up like a pretzel. <laughs> you know you what? Okay, then you're, let's just keep it real. You was full of love. Okay. I'm I'm so tuned. I'm so tuned out to everyone using these words: bullied, triggered, mm-hmm. and everyone's traumatized. Let me tell you something. We all have trauma. If everyone acted on the trauma that's happened to us in our lives and being cheated on and abused. This world will be more it's a thousand times more chaotic than it is now. Yes, you can have had chaos. You could have had trauma, but you don't have to act on everything that bothers you people and stop with the, this is my excuse. I was triggered. You know what? What happened to people being able to have some kind of coping skills where, you know what? That bothered me. Let me excuse myself and leave the show. This show ain't for me. I don't like the jokes. It ain't like this is a surprise the kind of jokes that Dave Chappelle does. So knock it off. And that's why you got your ass kicked. All right, y'all, coming up next, we're talking all things relationships with the host of Fox Soul's Relationship Special Ministry, Chanel Scott, and one of the stars of VH1's Love and Hip Hop of New York, Tyra Wallace. Don't go away. We'll see you in a minute. The cocktails with the Queens. You know, Six been trying to get on the show the whole time. I think uh, Livica said it best. He likes the sound of the Queen's voice. So I'm just going to let him have his little moment because it's the 100th episode. Hey, Kit Kat. Kit I think he's been in the shot for 100 episodes he has jumped into the shot in some way he loves that show he does he's a big fan of cocktails with the queens all right so we are celebrating our 100th episode so make sure you drop a 100 emoji in the chat now listen tonight we're joined by two lovely queens who will help us break down the issues that are ruining many relationships today before they join us let's take a look at ministry For a whole year, I was never comfortable with it. I was not, I wasn't, I was never comfortable with it. I tried to love it. I was doing that to try to gain the attention of a man, only for that man to say, Chanel, that short haircut is your superpower. I just want to take responsibility for making bad choices. Absolutely. Um, and how we are valued or how we're looked at as a high value man has changed over the years. When a woman has invested time, energy, emotions into something, it becomes very difficult to walk away and detach from it. My train gets pushed completely off the track.
Looks very good and very much needed. We need these conversations with each other. Please welcome the host and creator of Ministry, Chanel Scott and Tara Wallace from BH1's Love and Hip Hop New York. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yes. How are you lovely queens feeling tonight? Awesome. Excited. Cool. All right. Well, Chanel, welcome to the Fox Soul family. That, that's first and foremost. We are, are very happy to have you. And what can you tell us about Comministry and, and why did you create it? Wow. Um, Comministry is a relationship platform that was created to bridge the gap between purpose-driven men and women who desire to move their love lives to the next level. So essentially, to give it to you in plain terms, um, Comministry is seven years old now, but Seven years ago, I was coming out of a stint of an eight-year celibacy, right? And I hadn't dated in eight years, no relationship, and I wanted to understand the male perspective. And so I created the platform essentially to bring men and women together to have transparent, candid conversations about relationships. Um, If I had had it my way, it would have been all men, but you can't have a well-balanced conversation without a man and a woman. So that's essentially why I created the platform. Okay. Let me say that, you know, I, I like the when we as women been through some things and we're able to share it, that experience becomes your teacher. Yes. You know what I mean? And so therefore that validates what you're talking about. Cause a lot of people can go a book. He wrote a book. Oh, now all of a sudden they want to parlay this to this. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to parlay one thing to the next thing. So congratulations, Queen. Absolutely. It is much needed. Much Thank needed. You. Thank you. Um, I have, uh, and then I want to say something. See, girl, eight years, people always want to be in ah and shock when we say that we're celibate, that we're saving ourselves because uh, why? Because we wasn't dating because we wanted to get into us to be the best us that we can. So by the time we turn us over to you, you won't be complete. But uh, with that said, I want to say this too, Miss Chanel, you jumpstart the conversation by peeling back the layers of issues impacting relationships today. So I want you to talk towards that a little bit for us. Well, essentially, I mean, obviously there is a lot of dysfunction in relationships today. I live in Atlanta And I know people say, well, it's not really an Atlanta problem. It's a problem universal, but I can only speak. I speak for where I am right now. This whole thing with dating multiple women, you know, that 20 years ago, that was not acceptable. Not to say men didn't cheat. I'm not saying that they didn't cheat. But what I am saying is that they wasn't as open to put it in your face and say, hey, I'm going to date Karen. I'm going to date Jackie. I'm going to date Lisa and I'm going to date you. And you got to be okay with that. I'm not okay with that. I'll never embrace it and I'll never be okay with it. So I just want to have those conversations where I can better understand what they're thinking. I want to know, like, what are you thinking? Because we never get to have those transparent conversations with men one-on-one a lot of times. Most times we're afraid to ask those questions. Most times we don't want to give off, you know, oh, I'm too, you know, I'm into you too soon. So we play it cool. So I create a space where we can ask those uncomfortable questions. I bring men on where even audience participation, you can get up and you can debate an issue. You can ask a question that you never got an answer to maybe in your own relationship as you're thinking through those personal experiences that you're having. You can say, okay, well, I have a question or I, or I, I just want to say something. I want to share my perspective. Maybe I see something differently. Maybe I didn't see it that way. You're helping me see things differently. Maybe I'll take these principles and apply it to my relationship the next time. 
I tell my friends, like you can sit there and talk to just your friends, your girlfriend circle all the time. And they're probably going to tell you what you want to hear for the most part, because we don't want to hurt our friends feelings. you got to ask. I won't say the enemy, but the other side, you got to ask them. (laughs) This is the time where we don't judge, right? Because a lot of times when we have these one-on-one conversations and they say something that we don't like, well, we jump on them. Well, in ministry, we're not going to do that. We're going to hear them out. We're going to allow them to speak. And we want them to speak truthfully, open, be honest, and like really tell us like what you're thinking. Tara, I want to ask you a a question. Ministry will feature many familiar faces from reality TV personalities, social media influencers. What can people expect to learn from people like yourself when it comes to overcoming obstacles in relationships? Well, I just want to say that Chanel created such a platform uh, by her sharing her story. I think that set the tone for all of us kind of relaxing and sharing, uh, um, I guess, things that people just didn't see on TV. So I think that you get more of um, what you didn't see, how truly how people truly felt and just. Um, sometimes there's a stereotype, you know, sometimes you're in these bad relationships and the first thing someone will say is that, oh, they have low self-esteem or they don't, or they're, they're this or they're, they're that. And it's like, it's kind of something that happens to all of us. It doesn't matter how beautiful, how smart, how unintelligent, these things are happening to all of us. And I think that people will see just a different perspective, um, you know, and just something from the heart and something just that just wasn't enough time to capture uh, when some of the, well, me personally, what was happening in real time on um, Love and Hip Hop. Okay. What I love more anything that what I could see from the show, it was kind of, it's kind of like he said, she said. So you're getting both sides and I appreciate that. Tara, fans were able to see and follow your relationship journey on Love and Hip Hop New York. Did you have a hard time at first opening up, you know, with the camera there and the lights and crew and all that stuff? Um, well, absolutely, because it was, um, I was just blindsided, honestly. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of the things that you guys saw for the first time, I, it actually happened to me for the first time as the cameras were rolling. Wow. So, um, you know, reality TV, you know, it's kind of put in a microwave and you kind of speed it up. And I think that with my story, it was the first time you got such a raw situation that it just couldn't be sped up for reality TV time. And um, I was, for me, it was just day to day. What in the heck is going on? (laughs) What in the heck is going on? You know, because I had watched reality TV, you know, I perhaps had even judged it. I had laughed at some of it or, you know, cried with some of it. Um, But, but never the intent that I would ever do, do TV like that. And never knowing that I was in a situation that was so crazy and juicy at the same time. Well, I've had some technical difficulties, but I'm back. (laughs) I was able to hear hear the whole conversation. You just couldn't see me. (laughs) Okay. So Chanel, what, um, tell everybody why they should watch Ministry. Wow. Ministry is raw. Like um, we try to capture it in the 52 minutes, um, but it's raw content, right? I urge, I, I urge my, my panelists, the people that attend and participate in the conversation to be real and raw and like really give their perspective on a particular topic, whether the, uh, the next person agrees with it or not. So this is the opportunity for us to just keep it real and really say, you know, what we're, we're feeling, what we're feeling. Like the clip that you guys saw, I, that was the first time I really spoke about it on the platform. Like, I, cause I, I never heard myself say that out loud. Like, I, like the weave thing, like it's fine for those who like it, but I was wearing the weave 
to fit a particular mold because mm-hmm. I saw different women that this particular gen- gentleman dated, right? And it, it had me like, I was confused. Like, why doesn't he like me? You know, and that was like the commonality that I saw amongst the other women that had this long flowing hair. And I mean, if I guess if I stopped cutting it, my hair would grow. So I was like, well, let me try this, right? And so had the weave for like a year and I asked, hey, what you think about me cutting, you know, cutting my hair again? He was like, that's like your superpower. And I was like, here I am trying to fit a mold, you know, that's not me, you know, and that's not even what he liked. So it's an opportunity for people to just keep it real and share things. Cause a lot of times we go through all types of emotions and feelings when we're in relationships and we're afraid to voice the, you know, voice those feelings. Cause we don't want people to judge us. You know, I think everybody has had a moment where they felt jealous, right? But you would never tell the next person I was actually jealous in this particular situation. Mm-hmm. So this is an opportunity where we're going to say, yeah, I was jealous in that situation. And this is how it made me feel. And this is how I work through it, you know, and then you get to hear the different perspectives so that, you know, you, you, you can expect to hear the real and the rawness at Comministry. I promote that. I mean, I require it. Well, I think you have a hit on your hands. Relationships is something we all can relate to and we all are trying to get better at it all the time. So Chanel and Tara, thank you so much for joining us. You can catch Chemistry right here at the Cocktails with Queens on Fox Soul, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Y'all better support this show because this is what we all say we want. So let's support it. We'll be right back. We're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more of the 100th episode. Thanks, Queens. Back to Cocktail with Queens 100th episode. All right, soulmates, we have reached the part of the show where we talk about our relationships, the challenges we face in our own lives, and how we overcame them. Welcome to our queendom. Tonight, we are switching things up a bit and talking about the lack of outrage received from some white celebrities following the mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. Now, in comparison to how many white celebrities reacted when Will Smith and Chris Rocca, the whole Oscar slap, our topic was inspired by a series of tweets from Scotty Beam to comedians Amy Schumer and Judd Apatow about the issue. Now, Beam tweeted, when it comes to policing Black people, you haven't hesitated. But when Black people are killed by a racist demon, we are your pleather pale ass tears. She continued, you can, uh, can you imagine saying this about Will Smith and not saying this about the racist a-hole who killed 10 people in a grocery store? Beam ended with effing tired of these white celebrities. What are your thoughts on what Beam wrote? No, Lisa Ray, let's go to you first on this one. Yeah. The thing, um, the Will Smith thing um, was kind of different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, because even if you weren't talking about it, somebody right next to you was talking about it. About this Buffalo shooting at first. And because it was such a shock, it was like, wait a minute, we need more details. And then we got outraged. Because I, I say I got outraged because I said, and this is just what I said, why isn't he not dead? Meaning shot down because if he came out with a gun like that and you say, halt, who goes there? Ain't no investigation need to happen. Ain't none of that needs to be going on. If you see somebody with that type of gear and they're not supposed to have that, you're supposed to kill, period. But I'm thinking they're going to take him to Burger King or that was the other man or the McDonald's or Pizza Hut or something like that. It's like, so the outrage that is spread across, now it becomes one of many others. Will and 
So it was like, but this falls into, oh, now we're talking about this all the time because we are getting used to being shot down now. And I hate to say we're getting used to it, but it's happening and it's still a shock. Allow the white, and wait, let me just say this too. Did y'all see, I saw the footage. Did y'all see when he got ready to shoot the white man and that white man said, oh, he said, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's why we're kind of mad. That's the whole piece is about why we're mad that there's not the same energy from these white celebrities. Like you are, you d- dug into every single angle of the Will Smith thing, but this shooting, it's silent. Selena, what do you think about the difference in, we're not hearing the same outrage from the white celebrities about this shooting. They're quiet on this, but they want to like, you know, we spent a good two, three weeks on the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. What do you think about the, the not keeping the same energy? I think that um, the people are correct. You know, we, they did need to keep that same energy. You know, the thing about Fox Soul and Cocktails with the Queens, we are equal opportunists. We, uh, (laughs) we give it to either one, you know, we gave it to Will, we gave it to, and we gave it to the shooter. I I think the the biggest missing link here is, and it's not even really missing at all, because Lisa Ray just touched on it. Sorry, guys, white people are used to seeing us get killed. Oh, wow. Um, it's not news anymore to them. Uh, we're always getting shot down either by our, by them or by each other. And so for them, this is run of the mill news. They're not outraged anymore. They're used to oh. seeing this yep. type of uh, thing happen. Like Lisa Ray said, yep. you know, they're, yep. they're used to it. Um, and and although, they want to we're going to pick it or go well, we and, and, and collaborate together. They, they, what they gonna do next? But well, we, that, we, exactly. we doing ain't really helping the fuck. It's people. not working. They're, They're watching the, the show. They're watching the show like every other nationality is watching the show in terms of black people and death. And unfortunately, that's that's how I feel. I feel like they're just used to it, and that's why they're silence of the lambs. And I also want to go a little further and push the envelope here. This I, and it might, it might might mess might it might shake the table. But white celebrities, they do know that their fan base is probably filled with white supremacists as well. So they don't want to lose their, their fan base. So they, it's better to just not say anything. That wow. way I can keep my white supremacist fans and my white fans that actually are against racism and white supremacy as well as black people. Because to say nothing is to be on no side at all. Right? right to just say nothing, I can just, I can be on no side. I don't have to take a side. Great point. I can keep all of my fans. Vivica, no. what do you think? Gosh, I mean, Selena just I shook the, the table. table. Oh, you shook the table when you said that. That, I mean, I I never looked at it or or or, or saw it that way. That they're just used to seeing us killed, and it was like another another mass shooting. Um, that's sad. I'm actually really sad to hear that uh, so, uh, white celebrities weren't as outraged about 10 African-Americans basically being slaughtered uh, as much as what they were seeing Will Smith slap Chris Rock. I mean, because it stuck with me. It's still with me where you just think about you hear every day that, oh, such and such had to get buried, uh, that today they did a funeral for this one. Or uh, I think the thing that disturbed me the most was that they they still haven't charged that they did i just heard one murder um that that's bugging me so but selena your your 
um, response just really was eye opening for me. And let's be celebrities because our life is in the limelight. They feel like they know a piece of us. So the Will and Chris thing was like, I dare Will because he is supposed to be our, you know, our white black man. You know what I mean? That's what that that shot. But the other killings and 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 bombings and threats and terrorists and all of that, it's like another one is gonna happen next weekend. And, and like the shit that's going on, we still are waiting for verdict for that to come down. And also, would it be that a lot of them, because I've seen, like, you know, I, I love watching The View because, you know, they always try to have both sides of representation there. Um, it's also about, they feel like that nobody come and take our guns. You know, we have the right to our guns, you know. Um, that, that, that's what I want to, I want to ask the question. Is there not my, not more outrage because they don't believe in gun control. They believe in having their uh, weapons and the right to bear arms. Well, and what is this, uh, uh, this I, need say, for weapons? Anyway, well, fear? The, 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 more, the more things I'm seeing, I live in Texas. I'm seeing, I'm not mad at the weapons. I'm just mad at it being us being outnumbered. I need black people to get to arm themselves legally too. So they can stop looking at us like helpless little lambs that they can just gun down and ain't nothing going to pop off. I'm going to say this about white celebrities and not keeping the same energy. I kind of feel like all you white celebrities that were going hard during the Black Lives Matter movement and George Floyd and y'all was right with us. I feel like and I was thinking about this the other day and I was running. I feel like y'all used up all your goodwill towards us and you feel like you did enough. You're like, you know what? I did my thing. I campaigned. I went, I, I posted the hashtag George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. So now you're kind of spent. You've done enough. And I hate that. Yeah, I was all on board 2020 with us. All these and not just white celebrities. I'm calling all you white people out that claim your allies during this time. Yeah, I was right with us. And as soon as that year was over, it's silence. It's silence. Y'all do nothing. Y'all not mad. Where is the same energy? Because while y'all can stop and have the luxury of, you know, I did my part. I'm a good liberal. I'm a good Hollywood person. I'm a good progressive. We still have to mourn seeing grandparents and elderly that are friends of friends of friends. of. We might know these people. Those are our kinfolk, really. We still got to deal with that. We still got to be worried about going to the grocery stores and feeling like we might get murked as well. Where are you white people that was with us during 2020? It wasn't enough. You did one summer and now you're good. We got to go through our whole life doing it. So you're all ain't shit, not just the celebrities. That's what I say. Well, be mad. Be mad. Be mad. Claudia also shook the table. I just don't understand how somebody can look at someone and just don't like them for the color of their skin. I know. I mean, you're trying to go into a whole other show, yeah, girl. We're all human. I just <laughs> look how get... pretty and look how pretty brown skin is and natural hair. Yeah. Although I need some product. I mean, look at how pretty we are. Brown yeah. skin. All right, y'all, great conversation. I hate that we have to have it, but, you know, we said what we said. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be looking for you white celebrities and everyday white folks. So keep it going. Go back to 2020. Go back to the future. Go back and give us some more of that because we need more. Your work wasn't done. We'll be right back. Back to Cocktails with the Queens. Shout out to all the soulmates in the chat. If you are enjoying our 100th episode, you're going to rock with us for another 100 episodes Put a hundred emoji in the chat. All right, y'all, let's get into the story because I want to hear what y'all have to say about this. Now, during the Caring Women in Motion convention at the 2022 uh, uh, Cons Film Festival, Viola Davis talked about her experiences dealing with colorism and microaggressions. Davis said, I had a director who did that to me. 
He said, Louise. I knew him for 10 years and he called me Louise. I later found out that that's because his maid's name is Louise. Davis continued, I was maybe around 30 at the time, so it was a while ago. But what you have to realize is those microaggressions happen all the time. What are your thoughts on what Davis said? And have you dealt with the same issue? Let's go to you first, Vivica. What do you think about this? Absolutely not. Because you know I would kill Bill, somebody. (laughs) I wish the hell you would. Let me tell you something. That is why in my career, I have told my agents and my representations, I don't have no desire to play no slaves. I want to play all modern roles because that era is over. And that would be a really bad take because somebody would come at me crazy and I would forget that I was acting. You would hear uh, (laughs) just went the hell off, uh, popped (laughs) off. I wish you would disrespect me like that. That part. Um, Selena, say a director kept calling you their maid's name. You found out later. What would you do, Miss Shake the Table? Shake the table. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, I probably, I'm so, I'm so out of it at times in terms of other people and what they be doing in their life. I probably would have never found out that that was his maid's name. And I would have thought, oh, he's old, or oh, he's insane, or he has mental illness, or something's wrong with him where he can't remember. I probably would have just chalked it up at that, and I probably would have told him straight away, oh, my name is Selena. It's it's not Louise. And then I would have said it again and again. And I probably would have just just corrected him. You know what I'm saying? But I I don't know. But micro, the, you know, what she talking about down to the racism, that is definitely facts. But we already knew that. That's old school. That ain't nothing new. That's like not no new news. So and, and microaggressions are little things that they yeah, do. That they're, they're not super blatant. Where you're like, wait, you call me the N word. It's little things like pinching your cheek and saying, "Sweetie, try to pat you. You better get the hell from out of here." Never pat me on the head. Are you kidding me? I had a friend that was. I had a friend that was an Olympic gold medalist that went to the White House, and George. But he said Bush tried to do that to him. And this is a grown man, accomplished gold medalist. Anyways, Lisa Ray, we already know you ain't letting it go down. Yeah, do you- okay, I, don't really, I don't have anything really because I, it, 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 the first time that it would have happened, I would have said, can we, can you give me a minute? And I would have just went over to him. That bothers me. And if you don't know my name, you can call me the character's name or mm-hmm. you can write it right here for you, you know, and, <laughs> and you won't have to make that again. Yeah, Let me tell you something. I met with it. That is a, the truest statement ever. Because I'm so trained with people that if, if if I'm out with Lisa Ray and somebody don't give her her whole name, I just turn and look at them like, baby, call her Lisa Ray. It so, ain't even got to be a director. This oh, ain't even got to be a director. Girl, every time <laughs> someone comes on here and they say, Lisa, I cringe. And I just have oh, a moment like when she said oh. the add off, I'm always like, let's <laughs> <laughs> go to my drink, child. I'll be like, you so about to get it. <laughs> wow all right y'all great time great conversation with us. <laughs> i be feeling like i messed up like i'm like okay. y'all, everybody about to get cussed out oh i mean and it's like you'd be like oh damn oh here come here come mm-hmm. i want to say it with them like hey i want to finish yes. with them. no 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 i'll jump in sometimes and say to the person so you know lisa ray um, <laughs> <laughs> just like give me a hint like chat if you said you better get that name right <laughs> look at her she's like facts no argument. <laughs> okay, Miss Ray, Selena, and Vivica, we about to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with more Cocktails of Queens.
Cocktails with the Queen's 100th episode. Ladies, during a recent interview, Diddy shared his thoughts about his daughter's 16-year-old Chance and 15-year-old twins, Delilah and Jesse Combs, dating. Diddy said, I don't know what you're talking about. My daughter's only 15. They better not be dating right now. Diddy then asked at what age people uh, start to date. He assumed that most teens started at 17, but was shocked when someone in the audience said 14 years old and said... Diddy said, they don't have any boyfriends. Not that I know of. I've scrubbed all their socials. They do not have boyfriends. But the twins did ask me this weekend if two boys could come over and I told them no. Can you blame Diddy for being an overprotective father? Selena, what do you think? I agree. I mean, I don't understand. First of all, these kids out here today, they ain't like we were when we were little. We have fear. So even if we did have a boyfriend at 15 or 14 or something like that, let me tell you something, we were sitting eight feet, eight, eight feet apart, sitting <laughs> being nice because we were afraid that our mother would come downstairs and knock our teeth out our head. These kids now, honey, let me tell you, they dropping it like it's hot. They vaping. They, they out here being terrible and bad. Like they are the fool. So I am with Diddy on that in terms of 15 years old is too early. And let's be clear. He should know what these little boys are out here doing. I mean, he's he's something else now. He's been something else with the women. <laughs> Let's just be clear. And and then too, sometimes I think, you know, the twins, this is probably something they would talk about with their mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he was yeah. like, you know, when do they date? So I kind of feel empathy for him because this is a mom conversation and he's got to deal with it. That's why he's like, what time are they supposed to date? You know, men are protective. Mm-hmm. So okay. he's going into protective mode. Lisa Ray, what do you think about this? 15 years old dating. That would have a question for me. Uh, and I'm sure Vivica too. Um, but uh, like Selena said, it's like, you know, you, you got, when once you know and remember what you did and what your track record is, then yeah, you're going to be strict. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to. And just, just be honest, these two young ladies are not, uh, uh, you know, the normal twins here, you know, they come from black royalty, you know what I mean? And so you want to scout and see who is trying to get to the panties before they get to the. Mm, okay. <laughs> Selena, what you think? I'm sorry, Vivica, what do you think? Well, I just, I, I mean, I commend him for saying that because, you know, like, you know, Selena said, uh, because, you know, Kim, their mother passed away and things like that. I can appreciate him being overprotective. Um, but I want him to himself set a better example at dating for his daughters. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like a lot of fathers. Yeah, you can't talk the talk about you can't do this. You can't do this that, and the third and you doing this, that and the third. So, you know, if you want to have strict rules, one must be a good example of those rules. You know what? I think that's a truth that a lot of fathers don't want to hear and mothers. You know what I mean? If, you, if your kids are seeing different women coming in and out the house and some of them are not that much older than them, you know, they're going to see that. And their kids are sponges and they're not, they're not stupid. And I think a lot of dads that are out there in these streets, not saying Diddy was or is, I don't really know what he's doing these days. But I think there's a fear like I'm going to get my karma back for all the little young girls I met, the, 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 right. the young ladies I mess with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah makes sense. Yeah, what's a practice what you preach? Okay, I, that's going to go viral. We already know. <laughs> All right, y'all. The Shade Room posted this question. 
And I want to ask you real quick before we get to the game. Um, I want you ladies to spill the tea. What's the wildest thing an ex has done to convince you to give them another chance? Ladies, who wants to go first? The wildest thing? Wildest thing. Anything is wild when it comes to love and having second chances. It's like go out, go out with a bang. You know what I mean? Try to reel me and you know, the bigger the better. I don't I, I don't know the wildest. Anything do any big gestures to get you back? Anybody? Uh, Selena? I, I had one because because I'm real good at ignoring people down up under the floor. And it really gets under their, you know, a man's skin because of his ego. One time I was I was in the studio working it. He, he had done his thing that got on my nerve. I don't remember what he did, but but I remember he called my phone. And I, I remember counting the times. And he left 19 voicemail messages. Wow. And I thought that that was excessive. <laughs> much. But I, I took his dumb ass back too. I, I showed up, took him back. for He got an A for effort. But 19 messages with that's actual nice. talking. That's excessive. That's yeah. excessive. Vivica, anything with you? Mine would always just show up with a big old check and a job. Oh, that works. <laughs> That's better than mine. Mine took a Greyhound bus from Cleveland to the set of The Price is Right and showed up and said I was a vampire and his wife and then he got admitted to a mental hospital after that. So that's the kind of love I get. Okay. Um, Anyways, <laughs> moving on. In honor of our 100th episode, let's play one of our favorite games, Never Have I Ever. Ladies, are you ready? Yes. All right. We have our signs. I have, I have not. Okay. Never have I ever flirted with another celebrity via DM on Instagram. Yeah, okay. Never have I ever cheated in a relationship. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> Never have I ever had a crush on my significant other's homeboy. Okay. Never have I ever fantasized about getting back with an ex. Okay. Never have I ever created a fake social media account to stalk someone. Okay, okay. Never have I ever hooked up with someone on a dating app. Hooked up, what you mean? Like I went on a date. And yeah, it could be a date. Mm-hmm. Not a dating app. Do computer programs back in the day in college count? Black Planet counts too, Selena. Okay, well then I know. <laughs> Mine have thrown a box in my car, but that's a whole nother story. Okay. Um, never have I ever. Never, never have a good time. It's always, <laughs> they, they be trying to take an extreme, isn't it? Never have I ever been refused entry into a club. Who I have is because I was with Amorosa and they didn't like her. They like me, but they don't like her. They said, you come in, but she can't. I said, okay. Yes, we leaving. Never have I ever lied during this game. All right, ladies, that was lots of fun. I want to thank my girls, not only tonight, but for 100 amazing episodes, Lisa Ray, Selena Johnson, Vivica A. Fox, and our guests, Chanel Scott and Tara Wallace, for joining us tonight. Thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. Please watch the replay tomorrow and throw in those 100s in the chat. Stick around for the premiere of Chemistry. We will see y'all on Monday. And uh, yes, 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 we'll see y'all then. Chemistry. Good job, ladies. Everybody looks so pretty. Yes, 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 yes.
And Vivica, I'll see you in Dallas this week, hopefully. Hey! Dallas this week. Check the social media. Well, the only thing I can tell you is from the bottom of my heart, thank you for Happy coming. Happy 100th! Happy 100th! Happy 100th, Queen. Yes. <laughs>